All right. Well, let's do this. All right. All right. So here with Dax Messit, Johnny Hazlett. What's up, boys? Hey. Hey. <laughs> we were just talking about how it's kind of strange to uh, to do this with like really good friends, you know. Um, talked to a few people on here, and they've all been in the mental skills world, uh, and that's there's a little more direction with that. But this is, uh, I, th- I feel like this can go anywhere, like literally. <laughs> so. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but when I originally thought about getting you guys on here, um, it, it could really, we could really talk about a lot of things that do involve what I do in in my world with athletics. And, but I think they can, we can talk about those things in a, in a different way, in a, like a, a different angle, right? There is a, there is a sense of progression and um, growing and and changing with something that may not be a sport, but uh, that you get paid to do. But um, I think that fishing and guiding is very very similar to what <clears throat> to what I'm doing. You're coaching as a fishing guide, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really cool. I think that you're doing um you're observing you're um you're in the spot of helping people grow in nature and uh there it is there's the first one (laughs) Uh, and i i think that you're like you know people are really when when people go to you guys as guides you know they're spending quite a bit of money to spend a day with you out in the world and something they are not able to do very often. It's kind of interesting that they're paying you to be in nature, which I feel in a lot of ways we're supposed to be in nature most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, I do want to talk just briefly. Um, and you guys can uh, tell me about why, how, like the transition from fishing, you just enjoying fishing on your own, to then going, okay, I'm going to get paid for this. Um, was that something that it was like, Hey, you know what? Like, this is great. Like I can just get paid to go fishing. And then you realize, wow, this is actually really hard to do. (laughs) Like I don't actually get to fish. Uh, like I, I'm actually coaching people for a living and I'm not fishing too much, but, um, Johnny, why don't you start us off with how that happened, how you went from fishing to how this is a career now. Well, I was in college, and uh, my best buddy from college, Chris Lida, had been guiding in Alaska, and uh, job opening came up, and he said, hey, you want to guide in Alaska this summer? And I said, yeah, that sounds like a fun summer job, and I was, you know, I, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a world-class angler, uh, when I took my first guide job, uh, and you know, and the great thing about Alaska is they just kind of need bodies, so you don't have mm-hmm. to. And fishing can be really good, so you know, uh, it, part of that was just showing up. And so, you know, of course, guiding up there, you know, you're introduced to a lot of species of fish, and you know, you just kind of get thrown into the fire, and and uh, you, you just kind of have to figure it out. But that's, that, that was my introduction to guiding. I, I didn't but you had fished before that, though. Oh, on yeah. Your own. yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And did you did you love, did you know you loved fishing before you were like, okay, I'm going to take a, a, a job guiding? Oh, yeah. 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 I fished as a kid. And yeah. uh, I, was, I was introduced to fly fishing uh, when I was young. Um, and I fished all methods growing up. And, and, but I really got kind of back into fly fishing in college because my buddy, Chris Lida, fly fish. So we, we go fish and whatever, but anyway, so then this, yeah, this summer job came up. Oh, that sounds like fun. I'll do that. But at Mm -hmm. the time I didn't think of it as a career choice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alaska will, will, uh, I don't know, makes it seem like catching fish is pretty easy up there. Right. Yeah, yeah, I definitely covered up any deficiencies I had. Uh, <laughs> yeah. a, lot of, a lot of my clients were yeah. probably more skilled than me at the time, honestly, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a good place to learn for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and then did you sort of turn that into a, a career from there on after you, after Alaska? Yeah. So, uh, I, I actually got fired from that job, which is, which is uh, public knowledge, uh, which I've talked about before and that's a whole different story, but, uh, Give I a whole nother podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great podcast on its own, I think. Yeah. And I, and I thought, well, my guiding, my guiding's done. And, uh, my same buddy got a job in Colorado uh, at a lodge and, mm-hmm. and, um, so I ended up getting a job there and, and, um, that's where I would say things really started to happen for me. All the guides out there were, were high level pros that, you know, were on this pro staff or that pro staff guided in other venues, uh, you know, in the winter. And, and, and so that, that's where, uh, I, you know, really got some good guide experience mm-hmm. and, and it was a, a really high end lodge. So I really had to be on my game. Uh, and, and, and it really, it really showed me and taught me, um, how to be, you know, make, make it be professional about it mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, have a program and, and, uh, <clears throat> have it together. Well, just to talk about it, right. You never had to verbalize it before. It was just like, you, you're having a good time fishing. And then all of a sudden you got, you got to talk about, you know, why you cast in a certain spot or you know, a certain technique that you're using all of a sudden. Now you have to say that to someone else instead of just figuring it out on your own. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fish in there, uh, it was pretty easy. Again, it was, it was pretty easy fishing, so I didn't have to be that good. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it, all private water kind of thing. So, yeah. um, uh, but as far as, you know, really going to that I think next level so to speak was when I started guiding when I met Dax uh, mm-hmm. in Northern California at Clearwater House yeah we all met there at one point I think right yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where I first yeah. met you yeah. yeah yeah and Dax you're from PA which you know I don't know if that's necessarily the fly fishing capital of the world by any means, but uh, it's up there, is it? Yeah, in terms yeah. of fly fishing history, mm. damn, means I didn't know that. For in terms of me growing up, though, I never did it. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, um, but all the famous, you know, limestone creeks are there, and oh. <clears throat> you know, Penn State, you know, has a college program, a class that's full like every year, and mm. Joe Humphreys, um. I think Joe might have retired recently, but anyway, there's a lot of tradition and history and fly fishing, but I didn't do it growing up. I only fished, I fished very little and it was with carp and a dough ball for, <laughs> for carp with dough ball yeah. with my dad and brother. And, yeah. you know, we'd go out to the dam, Pimatuming Dam. And I, I mean, I liked it and I wanted to catch fish, but we'd throw the Zebco rod, the dough ball out there and then watch it for a minute and instantly be bored and we'd grab a football or baseball because mm-hmm. that's what we did. We were just into the whole organized sports. And then, you know, you walk away from your pole that's plunking out there and then my dad starts swearing, Jesus Christ, pay attention. It's, it's like pulls your whole pole into the water and shit when a car finally eats it. And we're like 80 yards away throwing a football around. You yeah. know? So anyway, that wasn't, I don't have this, you know, fun story about, Oh Yeah. Pennsylvania grandpa took me up to the cabin and we just mm. fished right yeah none of that yeah I didn't even know what fly fishing was until I moved to uh, Tahoe after college and I moved there literally just all I wanted to do was outdoor stuff mm. um, primarily snowboarding and wakeboarding this mountain biking is what I was into and you know when you're in your early 20s after college people were like oh what are you where do you see yourself five years from now? Like I went and got interviewed at a few ski resorts cause I thought I'd just keep working in the ski resort business industry. Cause I managed a snowboard shop and did an internship back in Ohio in college at a ski resort in the marketing department. Thought I would just do that. But I, I worked for a ski resort literally for a month and I couldn't stand it. And I just, cause all I wanted to do in the summer was ride mountain bikes and skateboard and stuff. And, um, and I just didn't see myself sitting in an office looking at a mountain while everybody would be 
mm-hmm. skiing and snowboarding, I'm like, I got to do something to where I could just do that all day. So mm-hmm. I was there for that, that summer. I had a buddy that was into fly fishing and I'd see fly fishers I had on the Truckee River. And um, I used to um, longboard a lot on the bike path with my dogs, and that was crazy in itself. But um, I'd see the fly fishermen, and it's funny because when I'd see them, I'd like, I was really curious in it because it looked like, wow, that's really artistic looking. I was really drawn to that, and the, just like, wow, he's kind of immersed in this moment here on the river. He looks super focused, and then I'd go there with my two dogs, and they jump in the river and totally fuck whoever's fishing, you know. <laughs> And, uh, but a couple of guys were like, yeah, we can't, you don't want to bring your dogs where we're doing this. And, and so it wasn't like, oh, I want to go fly fishing and catch fish. It was more of like, wow, what a, I love the river anyway. I love looking around at the mountains and the river. Like this is something I want to do. And I had a buddy who, who had done it a little bit and, um, he's like, oh, I'll take you out. And we go out and the first time was a disaster. Probably like everybody's first time. I just he was one of the dudes that could do something, but he couldn't teach it at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just, just tangled constantly. And, and there was just something about it and that I, I have to do this. And long story short, within a year, I had met like a bunch of rock stars in the area in terms of like guides that kind of took me under their wing. And this old school master fly tire who's passed away now and he taught me how to fly, tie flies. And Next thing I know, um, I'm apprenticing guide and helping out with clinics and stuff. And then this would have been like, and I had a valet parking business that was kind of lucrative and, and also in a ski tuning business in the summer, which, or in the winter, I'm sorry, which also I was able to still do what I love, which was snowboarding all day and then would just go work at night. But I found myself wanting to fly fish and guide. Um, it wasn't like I had some plan to do it 20 years later, like I'm doing now. It was just, it would maximize my time on the water, you know, and in terms of what I found both, I taught snowboarding for a long time and teaching fly casting and people how to fish. It makes your, your own personal skill set better when you're observing and learning more about it. You're like, huh, I'm telling this person to do this and mechanically, like I need to be doing that as well. Um, so it's kind of like that striving for excellence in your own craft. It, it helps you when you're helping others achieve that too. And so that really clicked for me. And then one thing led to another. And by the time 2002 rolled around, it was my only, it was my only job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, you know, again, back to that, what would you, what do you see yourself five years from now? I was, I always hated that question. Cause I'm like, doesn't matter what I see I'm just worried about right now and being happy and I know mm-hmm. being a fishing guide and traveling around all these places using fishing as a vehicle for travel you know is what I like doing now and five years from now you know you can't control any of that so I being a fishing guide that kind of works well with that because you just kind of follow the seasons around where you want to fish and you should if you're doing it right be wherever you want to be 12 months a year and so I didn't know I was going to wake up being as old as I am now, still doing it, and um, yeah. maybe I would have done a couple things different. Because <laughs> here we are, like yeah. you said at the beginning, with John, it's, or what you said, it's like you, you're not going to do, you're not going to be fishing if you want to be a fishing guide. It, it's yeah. the opposite of that. Like yeah. you're, you're fishing, then it starts to become more like quality over quantity when you personally go, and you know when you, for a time there, I was guiding you know, around 200 days a year. And that's, a, that could fry you from a, any passion you have, mm-hmm. you know, doing it day after day after day. And so, um, yeah, I just woke up 20 years later and I'm still doing it. It's changed obviously. And my venues are always changing to keep it fresh. But and somebody asked me like when I was 26 years old, like, Hey, you want to be a fishing guy? Yeah. I'd say, yeah, for now. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of feel like because there's uh, this this sense or people tell you from the beginning, you know, like what success is for for being an adult, right? So, like get a certain job, make a certain amount of money to be able to do whatever. And, you know, a fly fishing guide just doesn't stand out as one of those things to do to like achieve all of those things right off the bat you know 
But I think there's something else too guiding that uh, people can never achieve in other jobs, right? Like, so I remember <clears throat> a few years I guided, it was like people always would say, you have the best job in the world. And these are like CEOs of companies. Yeah, and, we hear that all the, all the time. All the time, right? Yeah. These, you know, um, people that have way more money and way more whatever. That's easy. What, yeah, whatever, you know, all the things that we're supposed to go for as adults, you know, that you're told you're supposed to have. Um, they had it, right? But then they're telling us we have the best job in the world. And I, I really believe that being, <laughs> being out in nature is something that appeals to everyone because that's just who we are. Like we're supposed to be in this, um, in nature and have this sense of wonder about the world. And I think that's what you guys get to do all the time in a way, you know, you get to, every time you get on the river, you don't really know what's going to happen. There's so many. Yeah. It's just new every day. Yeah. New every yeah. day. Right. So, um, <clears throat> and that's one of the things that's interesting to me about what you do compared to like the, the guys that I coach is their defined levels of success. Like you win rookie of the year, you have a, you know, 300 batting average, or you get a contract for what millions of dollars. There's no real success for There's no definitive success for you guys in terms of like, you don't win anything. You don't get a, a raise. No one gives you a contract. You know, it's just like, yeah, cool. Go get them tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what is, <clears throat> why, what's the purpose? Like if there's no, like, <laughs> There's no accolades. There's, you know, you you see a new guy every day. Hey, Bob, what's going on? All right, cool. And then the next day it's somebody else. And then, so what is it about it that's so, that keeps you guys doing it? Because it doesn't seem like it's money necessarily. It doesn't seem like it's like catching the biggest fish. So why, like, what is, what, what gets you guys out there? Uh. I mean, we win small battles, you know, there's small, it's a little things, uh, I, you know, I, I think we're going to, Dex and I are going to probably feel similar on this one, but it's, uh, we, we hear this a lot as God, you fish vicariously through your anglers, but so when they have little success, whether it's, um, the casting part of it, you know, we're coaching them up and they have success, they're excited and, and, and that success leads to hooking a fish. Uh, that's, I get just as much joy out of that as I do hooking my own fish or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, you know, uh, I, I think for me, part of it is, uh, you know, I want to have the respect of my peers. Um, b b yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not signing a contract, but, uh, and then, you know, if you're in it long enough and you, you, uh, have some success, uh, you know, people look for you. They, 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 yep. they, they, uh, seek out mm -hmm. and, um, um, you know, that, you, that, that feels good to be yeah. wanted. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, right? absolutely. Right? You know? Yeah. And so, well, you guys uh, are both at that level too, right? So, that was an open-ended question, but it, you guys are both at a level where people do seek you out and you do get to travel to the coolest places because you have created a certain level of success for yourself. Opportunities just open up uh, yeah. over time and, and, uh, you know, so that, that's, that's nice. And, and, uh, but it's, it's mostly for me about when I'm on the water with somebody, um, A, it's about having fun. B, if they want to get better, we, we get better mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then that leads to other good things. Yep. And, and so, you know, it, it's, it's, that's, that's where we get our, our that's, that's how we get paid. Mm -hmm. That is how we get paid. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Dax, where you at with that? Yeah, for me, um, in terms of like being successful as I think any, independent business owner is that you're not working for anybody. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, is, is, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Once you, 
I guess, for lack of a better word, fail at that for whatever reason and have to work for somebody, <laughs> then you <laughs> yeah. failed at that. So yeah. this is 21 years and I'm still working for the most part. You know, you work for other guides and stuff, but mm -hmm. um, I don't have to answer to anybody. I totally create my own schedule and I really... Um, for me, a big part of my business has been not just the guiding, but the hosted travel stuff and mm -hmm. managing a lodge and, and starting, um, you know, outfitting locations all over. And I love the, since I was a little kid, I just really dug the exploratory aspect of um, travel and so forth. And I use fly fishing not only as my, my business to make a living, but as a vehicle to travel literally all over the world and see a lot of places if I didn't do that I just wouldn't be able to see or I wouldn't be able to afford mm -hmm. to see them you know like we spent some pretty cool times in New Zealand and we did, you know, I did eight years down there I, <clears throat> I literally know a hundred and some different rivers in the middle of nowhere you know mm -hmm. like so it's kind of like not like oh I what I do is go take people to catch fish and that's great but for me it was really that exploratory aspect and kind of going with what John was saying um you know, everybody that comes with us, it, that dates on their calendar sometimes for a couple years. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty big responsibility we have. But I really dig that because I'm with this person that's looking forward to this trip. And my mantra for my business in terms of how I fish is we're looking for moments as opposed to numbers. And I kind of take that as a sort of altruistic part of my job in that man, I have people that are like, God, remember that time we were here and this happened? And that's a pretty special thing, you know, as opposed to, remember when we caught 47 that, you know, like I could care less about that. But, um, and that kind of correlates into special moments with people that I get to share because you cultivate these long-term relationships with clients who trust you. You know, like there's a saying that I heard from a client, it's like, fuck the money, it's the time. Because most of our clients, the money isn't really an issue. They're giving you time, which is obviously priceless. Mm -hmm. They're taking time away from their wives, their family, their businesses. And I kind of take that as a huge responsibility. And that's kind of like a really cool thing, I think, about our job. And yeah. that we have that trust. And, um, and then their moments kind of become my moments, too. And it's pretty awesome that each day... You know, when I go to work, like if I'm doing a lot of days in a short amount of time, sure, like everybody, it's like, all right, maybe I need another cup of coffee to get fired up here. But <laughs> yeah. each day is yeah, kind of yeah. like the day, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and that's why I pick my venues generally where um, I'm in places where you could have a moment that you might, that might be the most epic moment of your yeah. angling career, which is one of these people's passions, you know, um, since they're spending their time and money to come out with us. That's an answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're creating high level fun, I think, for people that they don't really get to experience. I mean, people don't talk about their uh, their normal days that they have as, you know, five years from now. They don't talk about their day at the office. You know, they talk about their day on the oh, river. Remember when we got that new copy machine, Bob? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. my first few copies were glorious. Yeah. <laughs> 300 sheets a minute. <laughs> oh, and then Angie came in. <laughs> nice. Nice little add-on right Sorry. there. That was good. Uh, no, I but like people, people remember like the, you know, I talk about the moments between the moments a lot. Like the moments people see um, when, as players is like the home run or the strikeout for a pitcher or whatever. But the, the, the things you remember a lot are the things that happen in between. And uh, people are talking about those things just as much as they are talking about the moments of like the big moments, like catching the fish or whatever. I mean, people are talking about the time they... You know, they went fishing with, with Dax and they fell in and the, they got soaked in their waders and they, you know, they had to like change their clothes on the river and it's like, whoa, you know, people love that kind of shit. It's like high level fun that you don't get to experience in the office. We love it when people fall in. Yeah. It's always funny. <laughs> and we never fall in as guys. Yeah. No, you were like, yeah. But that time off, you know, there's the time on and off the water. And the longer you do it, if you're successful at it, since we're talking about that, 
the more clients you have that become, you know, I said it's a relationship basis, relationship based business. They're your friends. Like some mm-hmm. of my really good friends, hell at my wedding, there were like 30 clients there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're my buddies, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, it's a pretty awesome, you know, thing to, to have that. You know, it's not just about catching fish because a lot of people who might be listening to this are like fly fishing. What is that? And, you know, when I go, John and I, you, when you, you where's the fish? Did you bring any mm-hmm. fish home? You're a fishing guy. It, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's totally not really what we're doing. And it's, it's just such a, a finite, you know, number of client, probable client base we could have, right? <laughs> yeah. To find those people. Yeah takes a long time uh-huh. and um well it's not i it's not about us ever and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that i love so much there's like there a certain amount of uh stillness with what we do and the observation of other people and living through other people it's there's nothing that you guys do as guides that is for you and i think that's why you guys are so good at your job right and that's that's also the same with, I think, coaches in, uh, in any other sport. No, if you're out there for you and like your own success, you're probably not going to be a very good coach. I can't imagine you'd be a very good guide if you were like, you know, we caught all the fish today. And that guy, the other guy, didn't catch any fish today, so I fucking won today. Like, if you're doing it for that reason, I don't know if you're really... They're not gonna... happy. There's some of them out there, but they're not happy. Those guys it, yeah. yeah, internally they're not. There's not that sense of fulfillment, right. and at some yeah. point you stop doing things for yourself and doing them for, your, or yeah, you stop doing things for yourself and doing them for other people, and that's why I admire so much about guides. I've been around a lot of guides in my life, and like all the good ones, are just like so living for other people and making the day enjoyable, but they're also. Um, they're doing that because ultimately they're enjoying their life and being able to give back and and teach and, and observe and be in nature and and all those things. So, um, but we wouldn't do it if we didn't get something out of it as well. Well, it, no, right? I mean, Even I don't know. It's not yeah. for us, but we still get that fulfillment of you know whatever we accomplished that day or, or coach them up that day or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I don't think any. I mean, you wouldn't be able to live really. Cause you got, you still got to make money. I think, you know, there is that aspect of it. Like, I don't know if, I mean, God, if, if I didn't get paid, I wouldn't be able to do my job. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, right. yeah. Right. And I think, Oh, so that kind of like makes me think of something like, so what is progress? Like, how do you, how do you progress in your being a fishing guide? You know, like I think about that for my job. How do I progress as a mental skills coach with coaching? Like, you know, that it was Good easy question. when it's easy when you're a, a player, right? Like you go from college to A ball to double A to triple A in big leagues. You yeah. go from amateur to to the NFL. Whatever it is, there's like a very a clear line that you cross to get to the next level. What's your guys' next level? I don't know. Put My, that mic next to you, Johnny. I, I think it's little steps. You know, I, I don't think, you know, we all get pretty much paid the same, so it's not that. Um, you know, you might make a pro staff or a, it's you know, an accolade, and that's just what that is. But it, it, it doesn't, uh, you know, it, it's, but I think it's little steps as far as progressing as a guide. Um, you know, Dax and I both watch people make fly cast every day mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so over the course of years now I've, I've watched 100 people make fly casts now 500 now 1000 at this point we've watched hundreds of thousands of fly casts and observed and so as how we how we interpret that how we uh, see that um analyze that allows us to be better coaches teachers and so we just get better in small little increments over a course of time and that's just the the technical part of it and and then you know guiding isn't just about yeah putting the boat in the water and going and trying to catch fish it's 
the entertaining part of it. There's, uh, I mean, you have to be, um, you, I've also, I've also said this, well, the entertaining part is one thing, but, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but like literally you're, you're the head coach and you didn't draft your players. And this is if you have a new guy, if it's a repeat client, then you, you know, you know that, you know that player. But if you get a new guy, you have to, A, come up with a, you know, decide what offense you're going to run that day. After evaluating his skill set. Right. <laughs> on the drive to the river. Right, yeah. But once you're on the river, yeah, you have, okay, yeah, i got to evaluate the skill set. And then how much am I going to open the playbook? And, and, and how, what am I going to give him? And when am I going to give it to him so he isn't overloaded with information? And, and so on and so so it, it all that takes I think years to figure out and we're we're still figuring it out um, but so all these there, it, we, there's little wins there's little progressions it, it's not big progressions mm. well, you got Dax you want to follow up on that <clears throat> yeah I, I kind of will go not necessarily go back but touch base on the way I've looked at progressing with being a fly fishing professional is continuously expanding my venues in terms of, you know, exploration and developing new venues, both for my guide program and my hosted travel program. You know, I'm trying to go to a different new country every year. Obviously, that didn't work out this year, but for the next three years, I've got it planned where I'm going to be in three different new countries um, instead of going back to the places I really love. Same thing with guiding. I'm constantly trying to get new permits and things like that and um, being able to offer, you know, the most extensive venue of the type of fishing that I do, which is kind of specialized anyway. There's only a small pool of people that I could do it, but I want to keep that fresh and that keeps, that, that makes me more excited you know, moving forward in the future, going on the third decade of doing it, I guess, sooner or later. And um, and I think that coupled with, I'm always trying to keep um, writing and things like that, getting published in other magazines. You know, I just did a Zoom presentation. I'm going to start doing that, you know, adapting to changes in both the river and the industry. And I think you have to progress the you know, that Zoom presentation I did, I needed some money, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah. I developed this presentation and now I'm marketing that to a bunch of different fly clubs back east and all mm -hmm. these other places and more, that's progression of the business side of it. Yeah. Um, keeping yeah. things fresh, both for my interest and um, my client tribe, as I mm -hmm. call them, keeping stuff new and fresh for them. And um, I think if, if that stops, then... I would lose interest and I wouldn't be good at my job anymore. Yeah. You know, and I'd probably go, I, unless you get paid to watch college football, <laughs> I don't really have another, um, and I'm too old to go. You to get paid like a motherfucker. That that was <laughs> yeah. But Dax, when you, when you, uh, you know, you get published in a magazine, uh, somebody reads your article and you, you bump into them, you know, six months later and they say, Dax, I really enjoyed your article. That that's that's a win. That's you awesome. Know, it's those yeah. little things. You might have only got paid three hundred dollars to write that article, or or maybe you did it for free. But that's those are the those little things that kind of keep us going as far yeah. as you know, motiv motivating us to, to do those kind of things. Yeah, that kind of yeah. So because at this point, you guys are you know you're my buddy, so it's hard to say this out loud, but um, you guys are masters at guiding at this point, right? Like you can watch a body move when they're casting and know immediately what needs to happen. So like you are masters at your craft, which that's, you know, anybody that's a master at their craft has spent a lot of time doing it and um, observing and, and coaching. And so the progression there is, is almost like this contentment of, you know, there's no, like you just understand it at such a high level. And now at this point, it's like, how else can I progress the the field almost in a way, like with writing or whatever? I something that came to mind, Dax, when you were when you were talking about about that is 
I, I would almost offer something else that <clears throat> makes sense in my mind. I don't know if it makes sense. Maybe you guys can tell me. But, like, you guys are, like, stewards of... Conservation. The, well, yeah, but the... Yes, yes. And I was going to say um, the field, right? Uh, like, fly fishing, rivers, fish, land. And... Uh, and... Like, I think about it from my standpoint, like, we want as many, like, I care so much about players and, and people that I want more good people to be coaching. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's part of the reason I'm doing this podcast. Like, I'm, I, I want to, like, I want to get better. I want people to, in my field, to get better. And you guys are at a point where you're progressing not just your clients. I don't really even see that that much. You're giving, you know, enjoyable days to people and days they won't forget. But like, you're also creating this like uh, uh, a more more of an awareness to steelheading, to salmon, to rivers and, and nature, you know. So that just came to me while you were talking, dude. So <laughs> I don't know if that's real, but like, oh, that's like the ambassadors. That's yeah. Of, of there's the better sheds in which we're. Mm -hmm using as a commercial resource yep um and it's not just about you know some rivers we have to pay you know whatever the national forest service but um you know i look at it as an it's just a it's not a right it's an opportunity to be able to work on some of these amazing places and to make a living sort of off of it so in doing so we're exposing our clients to these really special places that there are less and less of on earth and then they become advocates in terms of conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Or con <laughs> they become advocates in terms of con conservation um, on these in these special places. Yeah. So that that helps a lot in mentoring younger, whether it's younger guides or, or the clients or your readers or the people mm -hmm. that are looking at your presentations. The the longer I've been doing it, the more I've got into that aspect of 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 my my career and that it's con it, it is conservation based guiding it is conservation based uh, career that yeah. i've chosen that also is altruistic I, I think the older you get the more you want to be yeah altruistic totally. not to beat that word to death but it's like well, what am i doing here what it, so i've taken a bunch of people fishing like what yeah. you know yeah so um do you think that's it i I hope that's what everybody thinks when they get to their mid forties. Right. Like, man, yeah. am I doing? Because you and I, we don't have kids, so we're not yeah. doing it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, well, what am I doing to kind of give back to be a contributing yeah. member of society and the planet? You know, so being a naturalist as much as I am, you know, that's like the number one battle. You know, I, I'm willing to take on and make sure anybody who knows me um, is aware of certain you know things and challenges that are happening in the watersheds that I'm working or the countries I'm going to or whatever, whatnot. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, it blew me away when I was working in Alaska, people that came up there to, to fish me didn't know about pebble mine, you know, they didn't know anything about that. And, yeah. and it's like, dude, like you may well, not be here in a couple of years if that yeah. goes through. And like you said, it's bringing more um, awareness to, Hey, like this, like floating on this river with me may not happen if like these things are going on. And, but it just, yeah, it goes back to that bigger point of, man, I wonder, I wonder if everybody thinks about leaving the world in a better place when they, when they're, when they're done, <laughs> you know, because I, yeah, like, I don't, so. I don't yeah. know if I'll have a job in mental skills forever. I want to, and hopefully when I do leave that people will be better for it. But, um, yeah, that's, I feel like you guys are definitely, um, doing that with, with your work now. There's a saying in hunting, hunting is conservation, yeah, yeah. and it's the same in fishing. Just the act of fishing, whether you're mm -hmm. fly fishing or not, you're contributing to, uh, you know, monetarily, right. license sales, and, you know, at the bare minimum. But, um, you know, as fly fishermen, we, you know, catch and release, we talk about, uh, yeah, the, 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 the agenda, the politics of it, the policies of the state, uh, 
uh, as it pertains to each river and so on and so forth. And, and uh, yeah, a lot of our clients do really, really uh, uh, embrace it and, and uh, run with it. I think that's hard for a lot of people to understand too. Like just the awareness of their place in the world. I think they kind of discover that a little bit more when they, when they go fishing, which is kind of weird, right? <laughs> like, it's a great equalizer. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. maybe this is off topic, but, no, no. but you, their place in the world, uh, you fish with a CEO, whatever. Mm -hmm. Fishing is a, a great equalizer. No doubt. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like, fishing the environment is going to be there after we are so we hope so yeah we, we hope so yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a lot stacked against us but there's a lot of positive things happening uh as well yeah right on um what uh <laughs> since we're talking about that uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. oh boy um Johnny, you're you're okay with bananas on the boat. Can you tell us why that's okay for you, but it's a weird thing for everybody else? <laughs> oh man! Wow! Oh man! You didn't even have that one written down. No. Wow. You know the the, the whole banana on the boat thing. It, it it goes way back, and and uh, it's supposed to be bad luck. And I, I honestly think that's just for ocean going vessels, personally. But I've caught just as many fish with bananas in the boat as I have not bananas in the boat. Um, but I did a, yeah, I did a little Instagram post video with uh, bananas in the cooler, and, and uh, boy, I got a lot of, I got a lot of shit for that. <laughs> you did. It was great to see up, it too. I got beat up pretty bad. Yeah. People have a, a real feeling about that, which is so strange to me, and they don't know why. I've heard of some boats like you can't even have banana boat sunscreen in the boat if it even says banana. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to get your potassium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone knows that when you go fishing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I don't bring them every day. I don't. You know, I don't want the world to think I have bananas in the boat every day. I usually eat one maybe on the I don't think anyone would there. think you'd have a banana on your boat every day, but well, that's good. if you need to tell us that, I mean, I think that's important too. I just want to make that clear for the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My only, I only have one superstition and that's the net lives where the net lives. And after, if we net a fish, the net goes back to its spot. That's my only superstition in, in fly fishing mm. and everything that was in the net you know, I'll throw a water bottle and other crap that's in the boat. Everything goes back in the net. Mm. That's that's my only fly fishing superstition. Off topic, but there you go. <laughs> I People, I, I feel like guides are very particular about where stuff goes. Uh, you know, like your truck is really important. The boat is really, like all your gear. It doesn't, like you got to be locked in with that stuff well yeah, we're yeah. we're operating under very tight tolerances like yeah i am not by nature a morning person so while some parts of my life may not be as organized as others <laughs> yeah my boat and truck and gear it all goes back to the same spot every boat strap every you know you know everything it has to go back to where it was. And we, we kind of become control freaks Yeah, because most of our clients aren't on the water enough to have the instincts and somewhat common sense. So, so we're, uh, oh, watch this, you know, watch that. Okay. Don't step there. No, nope, not yeah. there. You know, yeah. it, 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 <laughs> so get a little, which is totally not my personality. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe that. So what? Um, what about your guiding life and just fishing life? Guiding life. Um, what about that has made you better in your normal life? You know, like what? What mm. um, attributes of guiding has leaked into your normal life that you're like? I don't know if I would be doing this if it wasn't for my job. I, I got that answer. <laughs> what, do you, what, it, what is it? I, I, 
The Fire number one answer I have for that is the concept of patience. <laughs> when I was a young kid, whatever, adolescent, even going into college, yeah, I just, I didn't have a lot of patience, I'd say, probably. Um, mm -hmm. But guiding, you better have a serious amount of patience. Um, and it kind of, um, that, that, that definitely helped me a lot. Life and I and I read a lot of Eastern philosophy in college and stuff like that and about Taoism and all this other stuff and got into yoga and the whole here and now and everything as a younger man but I still didn't have that level of patience until I started going out with eighty year olds on a river mm -hmm. to take them <laughs> twenty minutes <laughs> yeah. to get out of the car and put their boots yeah. and waders on yeah. I mean, while you're all ready to yeah. go you know so um, and I and I I'm not like saying, oh, I'm the most patient guy on earth, but I think I have a pretty um, remarkable amount of, of patience mm. um, overall in my daily life. Yeah, so, you know? yeah, something that we talk a lot about to players is like the uh, react versus respond. And I think as young men, we react more than we respond. And <laughs> coaching for sure is, um, you know, responding with thought and um, instead of just reacting to a situation with your first instinct, you know, something that I definitely, uh, learned in coaching and just getting older, I think too, is like, that's not always the best way to go is just to like your first instinct and reacting to a certain, certain situation, especially guiding men. Like you got to just chill and yeah, like let things happen in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. I think I, I, I'm naturally a patient person. And, uh, so, and, and maybe I've devolved, um, cause now I just blurt things out. <laughs> what the hell was that, Bob? <laughs> well, that's a, that's a coaching technique. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> no, that's, yeah that's, that's, that's the mastery I was talking yeah, about. That's yeah. right. That's a technique. That's uh, not a patient. How'd that work for you? Yeah. Well, but. There's a time for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I usually, it's usually in. But if you were re reactive all the time, you know, on the river, you could, people might not want to go with you, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. And there's a difference between sarcasm and condescension, you know, <laughs> you know so. Without a doubt. Without some a people, doubt. you know, um, if they never, if I, back when I do a lot of the group trips, I clear water and stuff, and um, if, if or, or even in the group trips we do together now, if you were an outside guy that never worked with me before and heard the way I talked to some of my longtime clients. They'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe you talk to that dude that way. Like, he's paying you to like just tear him apart. Uh, you know, people love it. it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think it's, and, and again, you do it long enough, you learn, and it's reading people and so mm -hmm. forth. And no doubt developing that relationship. Okay. But even new guys, like, you could tell, you know, like what you could get away with, you know. Mm hmm. You're not going to last very long or have a lot of repeat business, which is, I don't know, 85% of our business is probably repeat, you know, business when you get to a certain point, which is a, a great thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that is a good We've had to get point. good at reading people. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's a big part of it. Maybe that carries that's over. That's coaching, man. That's, you know, God, normal like, life. Yeah, you're talking about, over, you guys are coaches. It's just yeah. like a, yeah. This person needs this style yeah. of teaching, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And we're always talking about it, like how to perfect it. You know, when we're guiding together groups of dudes, like, oh, Bob was doing this. I tried to teach him this way. He wasn't responding. Maybe tomorrow you could, you know, and so we're always yeah, kind of jamming to that sort of thing. Like, mm -hmm. what what does he need to make him stop doing this? <laughs> right? But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, you know, a guy in his first or second year wouldn't be able to really answer that question. But you guys... Nope. You guys are like movement coaches. Like you can tell a fly fishing movement, a cast, and uh, how they're moving throughout the cast right away. Yeah. Like, oh, that person just has no chance and this is going to take a long time. Yeah. Or, oh, they just need to do this differently and they'll be fine. It all, it's always amazed me, you know, can I admit that I watch golf? Um, yeah. But, okay, good. Uh, you know, when you watch somebody swing, not in slow-mo, but in full speed, and the analysts will say, well, he's, you know, 
so-and-so hits a bad shot. Well, he's doing this. Yeah. How the hell do you... And, yeah. and, but they've watched it thousands mm-hmm. of times, and, and, and now I get it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we can watch somebody make a spay cast and see at least one thing. There might be three. Uh, we might have to move around different angles to see everything, but mm-hmm. but uh, um, we've, we've watched enough to now we can just, yep, that... That, yeah. that and that and yeah. and and then you know come up after the diagnosis come up with the fix and mm-hmm. and then it the might delivery the delivery it might take one two three or four tries of, of relaying that message different ways and we and, and sometimes one two three four trips <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or I can't get through to yeah. him, and, and Dax has him the next day, and then Dax is a different voice. You know, right. uh, it's like, or uh, it finally just clicks. Right, it finally just it clicks. Finally or, just clicks for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but skills of observation are definitely. Yeah. I mean, we we talk a lot about awareness. Uh, you know, and. and and there's a lot of that going on in fly fishing. That's that's really cool because that's the number one thing that I talk about. Like, Awareness. Yeah, 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 you gotta have it. I, I don't. It's it's a skill that needs to be taught. It, it better. really is. Yeah. In like just life, like you know. Almost like patience. Going back to the reactive thing you were talking about, and the the first second year guide is watching Bob. The first second year guide is probably a successful angler on their own, and they're watching all these fish rising ten feet away. All Bob needs to do is stop the rod or whatever and it'll go. Bob's not doing it and you might react reactively. Bob, give me that rod. Let me show you what I need to do, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you know, 20 years later, you're kind of like, you know what? Bob really wants to catch him. If he's not <laughs> executing, yeah. it's not the end of the world. It's right. just fishing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, it's not game seven, two outs, mm-hmm. but runners to score, but you know. It's, That's a good point, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So yelling at him isn't going to help him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Generally, there, yeah. there are a few people where yelling works, right? Yeah, or, there's not that level of pressure. There's you know? not that level of pressure yeah. that, that, that's in, in yeah. you know, competitive sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have clients, you know, everyone fishes for a different reason, you know. Right. And, and some people are very competitive, uh, but there's nothing on the line. Yeah, they're on vacation. There's right. nothing on the line. In here. essence. So yeah, that, that's that's, that, that actually works in our favor. I think. Hmm. But the way we're doing it, uh, you know, we are teaching craft, right? And and we want them to be able to execute at the highest level. That way they're executing, going back to the coaching thing, our game plan. And so we're constantly trying to figure out different ways to get through them to make them perform. That, that's, a really, that's a really important thing to understand about you guys and what you do because we're not talking about guys – you guys going out and catching a bunch of fish as a measure of success where other guides would do that. You know, like, um, you guys are teaching more of like a intrinsic ability to learn how to fail because steelheading is failing most of the time. Like you you go out for three days and the fishing's good. You'll catch maybe one or maybe you know, you're you're doing all the wrong things to catch a fish, really. Right. You know? You're trying to catch them the way we do it in the hardest possible way, right? Which creates value both in the way you're doing it, mm-hmm. right? It's the value lies in the doing of the thing. Mm-hmm. I like to say, and but it's not we're especially men. We're kind of goal oriented, goal based. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to catch one, sure, <clears throat> but the value is also in where you're at perfecting your casting, mm-hmm. doing it in the hardest possible way. Because when you do have that encounter, you did it the hard way. And like with anything in life, if it comes super easy, it's just not that interesting, right? It's just like, eh, that's, I'm, I'm, for some people it might be. That's what I was going to say. I, some I'm people. over something if it's super yeah. easy, right? Like, yeah. Well, for the, quick. for the audience, you know, spay casting is the is fishing a, a spay rod with a swung fly is the hardest way to catch a steelhead. Yeah. It's like... A lot of people would not understand that. Right, right, right. It, and they well, go, why like, would you do it the hardest way? It's like, <laughs> it's the bow hunting of fly fishing, of mm-hmm. fishing. It's bow mm-hmm. hunting of fishing. Well, it's also being a, a hitter in baseball. 
um, you know, like you're not successful a lot of the times. Like how often a guy barrels a ball up and gets a hit off of that is not too often, you know? <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. Now, it's not like one in a thousand like what you guys do. Right. But it if, is, you, if you hit three out of ten, you're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and then even the even the three though, like I, you know, they're probably not barreling a ball, and it feels good three out of ten, maybe two, right? You know, yeah. where they it's just clean off the off the barrel, and you know, yeah, everything clicked. Um, which I yeah, like that is people that um, so the man, I'm going to be talking about mental skills like skills here but like the challenge versus threat like people like the challenge of catching one fish on a swung fly maybe or they're like well fuck that like i just want to catch fish you know and then i think we can (laughs) i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but we i think we all kind of can like judge people on that like oh they probably live their life in a certain way if they're not wanting to take that path of challenge like they just want to they see that as like some sort of like hit on their ego if they're not taking a fish home and if it's not the biggest fish they don't want any part of it they just want to you know have this immediate satisfaction instead of challenging who they are or you know the the ability to catch a fish in in a hard way you probably can tell a lot about a person that way. I I, I kind of did that when I was guiding. I'd be like, oh, this person just doesn't really, ha- you know, like, man, they're just taking the easy way out all the time, you know. If they... And so that tells you about, as you said, who they are. Mm-hmm. And that means I don't really want to hang out with them, not even for the amount of money I'm <laughs> yeah. going to make during the day. Exactly, yeah. That's why I think I'm still doing it is mm-hmm. because – Man, generally when I go out, I know I'm going to be, and as I do my bookings, I'm like, like my bookings now are invite only. Like I mm. invite people to go on my trips, right? It's yeah. not like I put That's full baller status, by the way. Yeah. And, and like hope <laughs> yeah. people do it. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when I do stuff, you know, with, you know, with other outfits, I'm, I'm stuck with who I get. But for my own personal stuff, mm-hmm. it's totally invite only because those people are choosing the way that we're talking about mm-hmm. and they're wanting their, their craft as an angler and as a caster mm-hmm. to be the more difficult way because they can certainly not go with me and go catch more fish or go, you know, or do whatever it is that eat that satisfies their ego. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I think that's how I'm able to still, keep my sanity and keep doing this job. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it's certainly not for, for the, the, the money or, or, you know, this glamorous lifestyle or anything, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it's, it's how I met all my friends. I surround myself with really, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I'm really happy with my circle of friends that I have, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. And that could go on, on and on. Like, yeah. you know, who you surround yourself with is who you end up being and things like that. It's right. Like, wow. This occupation, you know, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy. None of this is easy how we go about doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's got Mm -hmm. its challenges and so forth, but the rewards are, are in the doing of the thing. Yeah. Which is a great book, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to put a finer point on it, but if, uh, you know, if the destination is catching the fish, Mm -hmm. but you can't enjoy the journey, Mm -hmm. then you know, what's yeah. the point? Because you're not always going to catch fish. Yeah. And there's a lot more to it than, than landing the fish. Uh, it's the whole process. And, and I yeah. think we're both about the process and, yeah. and uh, what that opens up for us. Yeah. Elite athletes too. I mean, well, like you got to use dudes yeah. there, Kobe Bryant, you know, AI might be the only practice <laughs> other than like, there's a few exceptions of where it comes easy for people, but most of the, Top athlete Jordan, it just you could rattle. Yeah. We could all rattle off yeah. all our favorite dudes. How hardcore practice mm-hmm. oriented they they are, mm-hmm. working on their craft. Brady to this day, works. Yeah. What's he do all off season? Mm-hmm. Works his ass off, mm-hmm. and I think enjoys it. It's mm-hmm. hard, but mm-hmm. they enjoy it, right? You know. Hey, for the record, I ate two avocados this week already. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Brady, so. 
I only had pizza. Is that part of his book, his cookbook? Yeah. Did you get his cookbook? No, I just, I've heard he just eats a lot of avocados yeah. in different forms. Yeah. yeah. In, in different forms. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 What, what does that mean? <laughs> well, maybe he makes <laughs> Like next to different or, things? You know, maybe, maybe raw, maybe, yeah. maybe a, a juice. I don't, I don't <laughs> oh, know. Oh yeah, avocado, yeah, of course. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But look at him. He looks like he's 30, 30 years old. It's kind of scary. Yeah, Vitamix is definitely on in every room of this house. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Can we keep going? Just what, I got one more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not that anyone's going to make it this far, but if they do, mm -hmm. um, what's the, uh, give me the ultimate seven day trip on your own, like year fishing. And then give me the seven-day trip that you would be stoked to guide. Maybe they're the same. I don't know if that's true, but mm. boy, that is such that's a, a tough, tough one. one. I I do want to catch a steelhead in the Atlantic Ocean. There is a river in Argentina where you can do that. That's oh. on my list. Ooh. I think Love it's that. Rio Santa Cruz. Is there anyone where you're like like your say your favorite client? Um, where you're like, man, I'd really like to take that person here and and do that. With. Is there is there a spot where you'd like to do that? Same spot or different spot? Well, it's not a guide. It wouldn't be a venue or a guide, but like, right. you know, I, I want to go fishing. That's why I asked, right? Because that is, sounds like a very cool spot in Argentina. It'd be a hosted kind but, of deal. but Yeah, but if but, you uh, were taking someone. If I could take them somewhere in, in, in my guide you know, zone. Yeah. <sighs> that's, that's a tough one because, yeah. because, uh, I mean, there's nothing for, for me, there's nothing cooler than catching a winter steelhead close to the salt. Mm. And it could be any number of rivers uh, on the West coast. I'll just say that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Cool. It's a good answer. Yeah. I mean, What do you think? Well, I, I'm gonna take away places where I haven't been yet because that's that's always gonna be the first place that I want to go. You know, somewhere where I haven't been or experienced yet, because to me that's what it's all about is experiencing <laughs> new stuff. I, but, and I know that I, yeah. you're laughing at that answer, but it's true. Well, no, I was gonna say like I think it goes back to the wonder of what we do, right? Yeah. Like the unknown. We we yeah. all want to know the, the unknown. Thing. That, so that's yeah. what I would do, but. But to a place where I've experienced, for personal fishing, I'd go back to Bolivia and fish the Amazon for Golden Dorado sight fishing. And for guiding, I'd go straight yeah. back to New Zealand. That's my favorite. Yeah. I shouldn't say that because I don't do it anymore. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but if yeah. somebody's like, you could guide wherever you want for the rest of your life, and it's only one place, that would be New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Man, that place. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, dude, I'm glad that... Uh, you turned me on to that place because we were down there a little bit and that was some of the most fun times ever fishing for me. Awesome. I mean, yeah, that's unforgettable stuff there. Too bad neither of us own anything there anymore. <laughs> God. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I think we own a lot of things that are still there. Oh, we do. They're spread out. We donated. Yeah, that's yeah. great. They can yeah. enjoy it, but... Yeah, having my campground right now, we I'd, I'd live there. I'd stay oh there. Oh, my God. Build a little cabin on I'd be right there with you. Ready. Yeah. So, Dax, what's your uh, five-year plan? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I was I'm like, kidding. is that on? He's reading it. I'm, I'm like, did not. he really have that on there? No, I'm not, I'm not reading question. it. I just know you hated that question. Oh, okay, I just okay. figured that out. This is funny. Yeah. I think he's got some projects. I was hoping for some, you know, sarcastic. I think he's got some projects in his backyard. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that you know, like some bonsai trees. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Some, some, oh, some yeah. things that are going to take, yeah, he'd be working on for the next five years. I could see you being a... Um, a really uh, a student of writing because <clears throat> I know you're really into that. Yeah, yeah, I've been writing Which, more. That's for sure. Yeah, that's a tough talking about mastering a craft. That's a lifelong 
It is. Crap. Some people can do it, but yeah, it's um, and the way you get better at it is by doing it. Right. And and I find that I don't do it until somebody contacts me to write something, and then I do it and I write the first draft, and I'm like, that's way too long. Then I write the second one, then the third one, and mm-hmm. you know, it takes time. It does take time. John's written too, and yeah, it's uh, and when I'm doing it and and the final product, I really like I I like it. Um, and as I, and maybe that's something as I get older, you know, I might get more and more into it. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely have some, you know, book ideas out there that I think are pretty fun and be, would be yeah. great projects. And, but physically, I'm still knock on wood able to run around out there, you know, yeah. and, and do that. So, man, like we all know, especially after this year, I'll, Precious and short life could be, so mm-hmm. I'm still able to run around out there yeah. and drag boats around, and uh, yeah. I, I still, at all the different parts of my job, being in the field and, and, and being on the rivers and doing that that physical aspect, yeah. I still want to do that while I'm able to, mm-hmm. and the writing will just kind of come as it's convenient, I guess. Yep. Yep. Love it. Anything to add to that, John? Johnny, what's a fish that you've you've always wanted to catch? You haven't caught yet. Oh gosh, uh, Atlantic salmon. Hmm. That's one of them. Um, you know, give Dak some props here. He's he's one of the most well traveled. He's the most well traveled angler in my circle. And when he says Golden Dorado in Bolivia is the coolest thing he's ever done, that means something. That means something. Yeah. So that's definitely on the list. No doubt. Well, we can all do that together sometime. When Adam's podcast really hits, then he could pay for us all to go there. Yeah, that'd be legit, man. That would be the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Or we'll just use your guys' connections and we just go like that. (laughs) I'm going to bank on that more than the other. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. Are we done? Can we? I think we're done, right? It's up, up to you. Yeah. I mean, the this last is... podcast I did when we thought we were done, he asked some other question, and then we went on for like another half hour. Yeah. But we were both drinking whiskey. Yeah. Maybe we should have done that. Maybe next time we can add whiskey to the mix. Maybe you could have two versions of your podcast. Mm. Whiskey. <laughs> for what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some people commented that I sounded inebriated in it, though, so I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> no, that is. It's just real. It's real Dax, you know? Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Let's do another one. Thanks, Adam. Yep. Pleasure. All right, boys.